Hey everybody, Julie Murphy here and welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. Why? Because we either work things out or we act it out and we do it through our money, through our health and our relationships. And over the last 25 years of being a financial planner, I've learned that when they fix the money stuff, it shows up in your relationship or it shows up in your health. And so we're here to help you with the teeter-totter of life. And don't forget to hit that subscribe, like, and notification bell, not only on my channel, but also Rita Hickman's channel as well, because uh, we are the dynamic duo. <laughs> and we are here to get you to a life that you love. And Rita and I were talking earlier. She was helping me again through um, some of my stuff on the relationship piece. And she said to me, now you know it, now you need to feel it. And I thought that was a great thing for us to go through today because as many of you know that Rita has been my coach on the relationship stuff. Um, gosh, we met years ago and we've been doing lives for a couple of years now. I can't believe it. It's crazy. I know. And it's been so much fun watching both of us evolve. You know, me, I know. me with my money issues, like, okay, I'm going to call the credit card companies <laughs> Negotiate for my interest rate. <laughs> developing courage, and whether you yeah. need to develop courage in your relationships, or you need to develop courage in you know your money or your so health, true. it's not about the problem we think it is. It's about developing the courage in ourselves and the trust in ourselves, and that's just the vehicle we're doing it. You yeah, know, and the courage. My money oh, issues. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and the courage. What that is is that's I always talk about. You got to just build the muscle like you're learning to plug into the world a different way. So you're building the muscle. So it's time to build the muscle. Right. And that courage is the first step. You know, think of it as like your your five pound weight before you're upgrading to a 10 pound. You know, right. <laughs> we have to look at the long game, you know, because if we try something, which right. is what a lot of people do, you know, we'll try to have the courage. And once again, we got talked down. Once again, yeah. we caved to somebody else's you know good advice right we didn't follow our own intuition because we just didn't know if it would turn out or if we'd be okay on the other side we didn't trust that we have the smarts and the and the capability to be okay on the other side of the dramas that show up normally in life that we've got no control over well and that's so true and you know as you were saying that it reminds me of um, when we're in this place where we haven't built the muscles to feel because we've built up what, um, I've read to be called energetic heart walls to protect our hearts because of the things that have come at us in our lives. Um, when you start to pull those heart walls down because you're plugging now into the world more authentically that it's a, it's layers, you know, like Rita, you've been helping me with my stuff for years now, a few years. Right. Um, cause I have a, I can't believe this year I'll be divorced four years, which is just hard to believe. Um, and I met you along that process and my heart walls have completely, I didn't realize how much I was just pull up the bootstraps and keep going, you know? And a lot of women do that, a lot. And, you know, and I, you know, I always say, you know, I'm tough as nails, I'm Irish Catholic, blah, blah. And you know what, yeah. But then what happened, well, at least for me, physiologically, what happened was is 
you know, my belly just grew. And it just, you know, because I was protecting myself and I was chalking it up and I was moving on and, you know, and, you know, everyone used to say, oh, Julie loves red wine, you know, and, and I didn't drink a lot of wine, but, but I liked good wine. And it's funny, like when I talk to people today and they're like, well, you want a glass of wine? I'm like, I haven't actually had that in a couple of years. And they're like, what? I'm like, but that was another way I was chalking it up and trying to calm my nervous system you know, and I know a lot of suburban housewives that are like, oh, I just have that one glass every night. And it's like, so what are you not wanting to feel? And these are all signs of us not feeling our feelings. And the only way to get to a new way of living is to feel the feelings, right? And on the other side, there's the unknown. You know, what happens if I let myself get angry? You know, a lot of women feel that way. What happens if I left, let myself feel sad? We think we're going to be that way for forever, but right. really we're only that way until we acknowledge we feel that way and then do something about it. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, the thing I understand most is emotions in the body are really tied together, you know, so we can be angry when we're dehydrated or blood sugar mm. is low. We can be moody when it's a full moon, literally, legitimately. Right. We can, if, if we don't get enough sunlight, because let's say we live in Alaska, you know, we're more likely to right. get, you know, sad, seasonal affective disorder. Right. So, but we get distracted by our feelings, thinking the feeling is really what's the problem. And a lot of right. times the feeling isn't the problem. It's just mm -hmm. the side effect of the problem. Right. You know, I'm hurt, I'm angry, I'm irritated, I'm upset. Oh, it's because I didn't drink enough water today. And if I drink mm -hmm. enough water today and take good care of myself and love myself, then I just sail through these problems. But if I don't take care of myself, then everything is a wall that I have to bust through. Yeah. One of my good friends um, and, and spiritual teacher, his name is Elliot Eli Jackson, and he talks about the four pillars of our being. And, you know, our mental, our emotional, our spiritual, and our physical. And what I've come to learn to what you're talking about, that when you're um, off balance in one of those arenas, then um, you're not actually feeling your feelings. Like you can get to the depths of those feelings. It's like you and I were communicating earlier that I'm super aware as I go through this next phase that I am eating super clean my Peloton treadmill is getting a workout every week <laughs> um, and, and making sure that I'm doing things to regulate my own nervous system in this process because um, it's the whole piece of the fourfold being. And, um, and we do, we have to, um, it gives us our strength. That's part of building the muscles. Is yeah. And it took this drama. Things. It took this drama for you to take that good of care of yourself. Mm. Now, what if, it didn't take drama for us to take that good care of ourselves. Well, it's funny because you said that earlier. You said we either um, go into our heads or we go into the drama. And it's funny. I've naturally always gone into my head. That That is a natural place for me to go. And you know what? We're taught to be thinkers, right? So it's very natural for people to, to think, try to think their way through. And I'm constantly getting clients that are like trying to make the smart financial decision. And I'm like, what is, what is your body telling you right now? And they're like, what? I'm like, you know, the cells in your body are way smarter than your mind. 
Hence all this research coming up with gut health and everything else and how that's way more important to our physical systems than the actual physical brain. And because um, they now know that we have, they call it three brains, right? Your yeah. brain here, your brain in your yeah. heart, and then your gut. And the yeah. strongest of those is your gut yeah. that has the most receptors in it. Yeah. So fascinating. So can you talk more in, about that? Like where, how people either go to their heads or their drama, because I agree with you. So I would, another word I would use for drama that I've used with clients is that we call a crisis into our life to actually shift what we're meant to shift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's a drama or a crisis, mm -hmm. yeah, people call it. I'm like, going, we don't have to, mm -hmm. we absolutely don't have to, but that, I mean, think about when people have like, they call it a midlife crisis or, you know, people are different. You know, the crisis that I called in was I had a near death experience giving birth to my fourth child. I saw the light, the whole thing. That was the beginning of my shit, big shift. I was shifting before that, but this was like, okay, you're moving the needle, but now it's like, whoa, you're going over there. And it was like, I couldn't even plug into the world the same way. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, well, when I was talking about drama, I actually meant the internal experience. It didn't mm. even matter what you call into, you know, your external life. It's about what your internal experience is. That's where the drama is. Because I remember- Can you explain I, that? What's an internal I, drama? I, I don't, I can't yeah, even like conceptualize that. Uh-huh. When I was 30, I looked at my life and I had the job I'd always wanted. I was married to a great guy. I was on the correct career path. Everything was perfect in my life. The problem was, was that in my internal world, I was angry, I was irritated a lot. I felt upset to my stomach a lot. I had random weird little health things. My internal world was very disconnected. I didn't have any friends. I wasn't close to anybody. I didn't know how to make friends, you know, and I was just very single-minded. And while my internal world was all over the place and I could never let people know how much inside of myself I was reacting to and getting overwhelmed by just the simplest of things like calling to order a pizza, you know, or leaving my, leaving my bedroom or getting out of bed sometimes in the first place. Because even though on the outside there was nothing going on, everything looked fine. On the inside, everything was being ripped apart every day that's over and over and over from the first moment i became conscious in the morning you know at least until noon every day i was struggling with that so right. the drama is how we feel inside of ourselves irregardless of what our external world feels like right and so things can happy people are not people who have perfect lives or who don't have bad things that happen to them I always tell people, I'm like, don't look at what the outside looks like because most of the time when I see people with all this stuff on the outside, they have a ton of debt and other stuff that they're processing that has nothing to do with what you're seeing. Right. And so we tend to, you know, if you had enough stability in your life, you'll tend to go into your head. Mm -hmm. But if you had an unstable upbringing, You'll tend to go into your body and into your emotions. For me, I wouldn't think my brain would freeze, but I would pee myself, mm. you know, or my bowels would let loose, or I yeah. would cry uncontrollably, uncon you yeah. know, inconsolably, right? For hours, sobbing, right? You know, or just stare empty at the wall without being able to move or think for days. 
because I would feel so heavy, so incapable of even right. moving. Right. And so there is no getting into your head because you're just blank. You know, you're just so hijacked by how horrible you like feel. a numbness. Yeah. And heaviness. And, and, you know, I, I would always be glad that at least I had the wherewithal to get up and go to the bathroom most of the time. At least that would get me out of bed some days. And this was when on the outside, I'm, you know, building a business, I'm helping other people, I've got a great marriage, I've, you know, meeting interesting people. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's funny that you say that, um, because, you know, this past week, um, I had the opportunity, I, I got referred to a woman who was um, divorcing um, a narcissist, which I know is your uh, specific area of work that you've worked a lot with. And um, what was fun for me is that um, in recognizing, you know, through the work that, you know, we've talked about on this channel and everything, and I was able to coach her on the money stuff. And I'm uh, coaching even the attorneys in terms of, yeah, I understand because I understand the traditional financial ways to go about things. And then I understand like when you're dealing with a narcissist and trying to divorce a narcissist, that it's a different rules because the traditional methods feed the heck out of a narcissist. And I literally kept reminding the attorney team and I kept saying, no, how you want to communicate this is that he needs to feel like he's won. So you have to go in with your game plan. And I communicated to her that no matter what the outcome was, her only objective was to get this amount of money because the rest of her life, and even if that amount was not half, she only needed this amount of money to live the rest of her life that if you get, if you let him win per se, you're free. I will say perceived win. Yes. I go, because otherwise you could wind up in three more years of fighting. Yes. And then you're going to be back to that number anyway, and you would have lost three years of your life. Yes, because the, because the, the ex is a two-year-old who's throwing a tantrum in the grocery store because he didn't get the cookies that he wanted. We, we um, are trapped by old, unprocessed experiences we have had. And those experiences come up when something reminds us of it. So if somebody reminds us of our mom and we had a bad experience with our mom, anytime we look at that person, we're going to be triggered. And then we're right. going to be right back that two-year-old on the floor, you right. know, in the drama, in right. their internal drama when they're fine. Their mom's right. here, the cookies are in the cart, you know, everybody's right. saying, oh, it's okay, here's a lollipop, right. you know, and they're still crying. Right. Yeah, and it's funny because like, uh, it was really amazing. The, the attorney team was sitting there going, well, we'll do our best to get everything done Friday. And I go, you know, if you do these things, I'm telling you, he'll feel like it's a big win. And they actually got a hundred percent of everything done. And she walked away with, um, you know, cause I kept telling her, you got to focus on the dream of what you want to create. And I said, cause you can get stuck in this 3d world fighting about stupid shit. And it's really not about that. Like, don't fight about it because if you are embodying more of yourself in this process, everything is going to show up for you, everything. And 
that's exactly what continues to happen as I help people untangle financially from what they've created versus what they want to create. And it always shows up and it shows up in the craziest of ways because people were telling her like, you're nuts. You're not taking one of the two houses. And I was like, who cares? Who cares? Those houses have memories that you're trying to walk away from that you don't want to be around. I go, I said, can we focus on like, here's the dream you told me. And you know what? Maybe you didn't even dream big enough. Maybe you should just go rent for a year because he got both houses. So what? She gets the cash. He's stuck with hard real estate and has to decide how to sell them or not. Right. You know, because one of the houses was just a ploy to use that the kids were like, I can't believe you're getting rid of this lake house that we've always had, mom, blah, 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 blah. And it was a way to flip the kids on her. And I was like, just give them the lake house. And she's like, what? I need a place to live. No, no. And I was like, no, because you, that's not your dream. If that house was your dream, whole different conversation, but it wasn't your dream. And then it starts, she started to realize how she negotiated herself away all those years, you know, from, I go, she goes, well, I need a new car. And I'm like, what kind of car do you want? She goes, well, I want this. And then she goes, then she started, I go, why'd you buy the last car you did? Just to try to dig, she goes, oh, no, I wanted this car, but he came in and then bought me that car instead. I was like, oh, these are also patterns I am seeing with people. across. The more divorces I am helping people through, it, I see it time and time again. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, that's it's how patterns. you to become an expert on it. You know, you talk to the people and they're everywhere and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. The biggest right. problem is um, our body still reacts as if we're being traumatized or as if we're helpless. And that's how our body's responding, even though our mind knows better. Even like right. you said earlier, you said, well, I know I, I'm thinking this is true. Yeah, but your body doesn't know it's true yet. If you know you're safe, then you need to comfort your body and tell your body, hey, it's safe. You know what? Let's go have some ice cream because it really is okay. Uh, <laughs> and safety is the key. You cannot grow and expand if you don't feel safe. Right. And, you know, yeah, because that, that, it's all about going back to our nervous systems. It's like you can't expand and grow if your nervous system is hijacked. Right. And, and you so, have no control over your nervous system in the moment. Your subconscious is going to trigger. You've got no control over that. But if you recognize it really fast, right. you know, one of my favorite um, Buddhist uh, writers is Adyashanti. And he would say, of course, I get angry. I get angry at my printer. I get angry at all sorts of things. But I remember faster and faster who I am and what's true. And you know what? That I, I, I need to highlight that. People, yeah. you've got, those of you watching, you need to know this. It does happen faster and faster and faster. This is the building the muscle part. So it's not that the same pattern doesn't come up again. It absolutely comes up again. But you get to a point, because I am at that point, where you just kind of see it and you're going, there it is again. Okay. Um, is there? It's coming up again because it only comes up if there's more stuff to resolve. Because mm-hmm. it won't right. come up anymore. Right. Which is why you have to be grateful when you're triggered and grateful for the people who trigger you the most, because it means that you're able to send this beautiful stream of new clean energy into an area that's been causing you to limp along 
-hmm. you know, crawling along the ground. And what you're able to do is when somebody triggers you, it means that the door is wide open and the healing is available to go super deep. Mm -hmm. If you only deal with people in places where you don't get triggered, you never heal. So there's a part of you that needs to be attracted to the things that make us uncomfortable, right? Because that's the only way we're going to evolve into the person we're meant to be. Right. That's so true. And, and when you get Rocky, I always pull people back to what's the dream? What's the dream? Because we could focus on X, Y, and Z. There's enough of X, Y, and Z. If you just got to keep wrangling yourself in to go, okay, but this is what I'm trying to create. And yes, there's all this other stuff, but my focus is going to go here. Like, that's what I keep doing with my body. Like you say, go have some ice cream. That was my old default. And instead now in, in this last few weeks, I've been sitting here going, okay, no, I literally, my kids ate um dinner last night eggplant parmesan and i i had had my nanny cut up um a half a thing of cabbage and some carrots and some radishes and um put some celery in there and i was like i was ready to slap down all that cheese and red sauce with eggplant parm and i was like no i was like no so i just took the salad part and i put some vinegar on it you know red wine vinegar and some oil and I felt completely nourished. So I, it still comforted me. Yes. And that's the key, whatever comforts you. Right. So it, and I will say ice cream in the past has been what's comforted me. Mm-hmm. That's been my Achilles heel or, uh, ru- uh, reduced fat ruffles and Dean's French onion dip. That was my other one. Oh, with a diet Pepsi. I gave up but the diet you, Pepsi. But did you eat those? Did you eat it unconsciously or consciously? I think initially it was unconsciously, but then I started to realize that that's what I was doing. And so it was about how do I get, you know, again, it was a bridge, right? So for, you know, I've been off pop for probably 12 years now. Oh yeah. You know, know, I haven't been doing that, but so that was like the first thing to go. And then I was noticing like in my divorce process, it was, if it was a really bad day, like I'd literally stop at Mariano's and get a bag of chips and green French onion dip. And then I was like, you know, you never, I always talk about like in the money stuff um, that, you know, people do that with spending and then they have a spending hangover. It's like, I would have a food hangover, you know, because I had cleaned my body up so much, you know, with the other times of when I was eating that I actually don't even like all that cheese anymore. I don't even like, I don't even like it. Yeah. And, it's a natural evolution. You know, you want to go yeah. for the things that give you comfort without judgmentalism. Right. You no, know, without saying this is bad, just realizing it's part of the process. You know, right. you're at step two out of 40 steps. You know, my, my biggest Achilles heel is assuming that, um, that whatever I'm on is the last step. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> I That's get like it. the biggest joke ever. Yeah, right. no, there's never a last step. <laughs> no, you know, and it's this, you know, you go, hey, I made it, I made it. And then, <laughs> And then you're like, wait, I'm only on step three of 4,000. Oh, that's so true. You know, and if we we keep that in mind, then, you know, you set the goal and then you just take one little step at a time doing whatever it is you do, you know, and hope for the best and and don't get too riled up. You know, we're waiting for miracles outside of us, which are there, but the true miracle is ourselves. 
is our ability to grow into any shape, any version of ourselves we really want to, and to do right. it in a way that's fun and interesting and doesn't allow people to, you know, take advantage of us and, you know, just a healthy life. Right. And right. It's, it's possible. It is possible to have a healthy life. Well, and I would encourage people to define what healthy life is for you, mm -hmm. right? Because, um, people will say things to me and I'll say, well, what does that mean to you? Because my definition of that might be completely different than yours. And, you know, it's just about what works for you today at your age, no matter what was before, it's like, what is it for you today? And then just align with that because that's what feels good. Well, what, no. whatever we track is what will grow. You know, that's really been pressed on me lately of, okay, so what do I want to track? That was my question. And I said, well, I want to track healthy, wealthy, and wise, you know, <laughs> because if I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise, I'm doing good. There's a reason there's that. And so I said, okay, so what is the highest value thing that I could uh, track in regards to my health? And I said, if I'm waking up every morning and I'm comfortable and I'm content in myself, whatever else is going on, that I'm healthy. Mm. If I'm comfortable and I'm content. Right. So that's what you track. You track the big, the big win. Right. You know, right. My wealth was if I'm on my deathbed and I ask myself, was I wealthy? And I say yes. And then if I ask myself, would my dad be proud of me? And I'd say yes. Then that's those yeses are all I need. Why is why why does it matter if your dad was proud of you then? Because I I love his uh, I I love his value system. Mm. I I admire and appreciate his value system very much, and so um, that to me would be very exciting to know that I lived in a way that that aligned with high values. Yeah, I um. I've, I've really gotten to a place where it really just matters of what you think about yourself as opposed to if you're showing up, that's why I asked, like not showing up in a way that somebody else is proud of you. Like, mm -hmm. because if you're proud of yourself, I really feel like everybody else will be as well, yeah. you know? And, um, and if they're not, well, so what? <laughs> and I want to be proud of myself that I lived in a way that I respect and admire. Yeah. It's so important. And, you know, that's why, you know, I mean, today what we're talking about, it's like, even like, what are those feelings? I, I would encourage people to like, what are those feelings that you feel, you know, when you're at the end of your life? And so what are those feelings that you're feeling? Um, you don't want to regret, you know, I'm going through that with my mom today. And my mom has this regret that she didn't, my mom was very much like, whatever came up, came up. I mean, she had 12 kids. So it was like, you know, yeah. I mean, wondered sometimes did she even have a pulse because she was like, eh, eh. Right. by the time exactly. number 12 came around, she's like, ah, it'll all be fine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was at the top of the stack, so I had the real strict disciplinarian. Um, but at the end of her life, she's now sitting here saying, you know, I wish I would have taken better care of my physical body because she today in her mid seventies, is actually feeling the consequences of that. And I go, mom, the body's a resilient thing. I know all kinds of body hacks. I'm like, oh, yeah. where do you want to start? Because at 73, start. we can get her done. 
it's our only, like, it's only our belief that there's nothing we can do right that keeps us trapped i mean one of the neatest things i've been doing lately is i just started these new tropics you know and they're something called uh from a company called thesis and they create formulas that feed your brain in whatever sorts of areas you want it fed in motivation creativity yep um and so I'm taking nootropics, I'm taking lion's mane mushroom tincture, I'm taking, you know, mushroom complex tinctures, great vitamins to make sure I get, you know, exactly what I need. And it's amazing what we're capable of. You know, when we start feeding oh, ourselves true. properly, you know, within seven years, your body has a good chance of being fixed. You know, sometimes yeah. there's too many emotional things underneath that are unresolved. And no matter how well you take care of yourself, Right. your body's still going to be sick. There's well, a- I really feel like I actually didn't feel my feelings because my mom felt every feeling. Oh. She was a processor and I was just like, will you sack up and get it done? Like, <laughs> I mean, I never said that to my mom, but Aww. that is literally, you know, and I, re- I realized that, um, like talk about like your relationship with your siblings. What I learned from an energy healer years ago is that if you're not feeling your feelings, and a crisis happens in the family. So like this happened when my dad had two strokes when he was 57 years old. And he was in the ICU unit for three and a half months. And I was like the task miser. I was like, let's go, we're saving dad's life. Boop, 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 boop. I had a brother who was on the completely opposite side of the pendulum who was mush. Like, oh my God, dad's life. We called, we started calling him Eeyore after that. But he like felt what I came to realize after working with this energy healer a couple of years later is that when you're part of a, a sibling pack or in a family, when one doesn't feel, the other one feels theirs plus yours because yes. it yes. all processes. The question yes. is, is who's processing it? Yes. And then you got everybody in between. So I was the one at this far end of the pendulum. He was the one on this end of the pendulum. And I used to, I remember he was always so emotional. I'm like, oh, like his hugs, I'd be like, get off me you know and now i've come to realize going oh that was because that was the shit that i need to learn you know? <laughs> yeah you know and and he just was the guy that was feeling the feelings for the rest of us who weren't yes that and happened to me really in a, fascinating yeah that happened to me in a zoom call once it was really it was an odd experience for me um because usually i i'm used to dramatic emotions so i just don't take them too seriously and um I hopped on a Zoom call and it was a call for entrepreneurs, high level entrepreneurs that um, we'd been meeting for the year during the pandemic. So there was a lot of drama and everybody really brought their, it ended up like a, a, a every Thursday therapy sort of thing, you know, where we mm-hmm. changed mindsets and whatnot, but everybody right. was still, you know, Hey, I'm cool. I don't need, you know, any help. Right. And I would every so often hop on and I'd hopped on one time and I immediately started to sob. Hmm. And I didn't know why. And everybody's looking at me like I, you know, grew a third eye. And and I'm just sobbing. I mean, my sound's off. You know, I'm not going to disturb anybody, but this is going to be real. I'm going to keep my camera on. Mm-hmm. And uh, the facilitator, you know, he's like, well, sometimes people, you know, they end up feeling the feelings of the group. Right. You know? And so when you're empathic. That certainly yeah. is the truth. And then when I was, when I had calmed down, you know, and a little bit of the the day had, you know, the call had gone past, then one person in the group who had been seriously hurting and was 
in his drama, in those emotions, because he was going mm -hmm. through a breakup and his, you know, and his daughter and blah, blah, blah. And he started to cry and he was able to get it out, you know, but I had to unload the burden for the group and take that stigma, you know, what the hell's wrong with her? And it wasn't even anything that was wrong with me. It was just, right. I hopped on the call. I was blindsided. And suddenly I had to sob for 10 minutes and just calm myself down and get centered. And then we just moved on. Right. Right. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about us just desiring to have a different life than yeah. what we've created thus far. Yeah. And yes, we are the creators of our lives. And the question is, is what do you want to create next? And so as you start to peel the onion on that new creation, you are going to have to feel your feelings because you've created what you've created because you've not felt all, your, you've not felt all of your feelings. And that's what we were talking about earlier is that when we're in relationships with people, we tend to want to uh, alleviate their feelings. We tend to want to make them feel better because we're uncomfortable like you were right. with your brother Right. We're uncomfortable with their expression of the feelings. And right. so we, we try to shortcut it. We try to push the, the thing along and we feel guilty because they're suffering and we're fine. And, you know, my God. And because we are judging them when in reality, you just say, oh, look, this is the situation. Clearly right. there's a lot of things they haven't experienced yet. And I'm just going to take good care of myself, make sure I'm okay because they have to feel this. I right. mean, because otherwise you are handicapping them. Mm -hmm. You're tying their legs behind their back. You're tying right. their arms behind their back because they keep getting hijacked, dependent upon you in order to feel better exactly. instead of learning that they have to make themselves feel better because nobody else cares. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which is, yep. Well, you know, we care, but right. you're an adult. You have to be responsible for yourself eventually. <laughs> so true. Well, Rita, thanks for another week. This has just been amazing. And um, I know you have something going on. Tell people about what you've going on recently. Oh, yeah. I did a workshop recently, and it turned into a great uh, recording. And it was on a how to raise a heart-centered child or grandchild. Mm -hmm. And it's a two-hour um, healing experience where what we do is we allow the things to come up. We regulate the systems, we go in great visualizations, and then that's how we let go of all those chemicals off of our system. That's how we start to rewire our body. So it was all around raising a healthy child and grandchild. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm going to be uh, selling the replay for like two weeks, and then it's going to go in a vault. And next month, I'm going to do one on money because of St. Patrick's Day. And so <laughs> we'll do a two-hour healing workshop on money. And right. then uh, in April, it'll be about, you know, spring, maybe around Easter. And then uh, May, Mother's, June, mm -hmm. Father's, you know, all the way through the year. And so we'll have the video for like two weeks after each That's workshop. Awesome. We're doing them live. And uh, and then at the end of the year, we'll release them all as, as a year-long healing thing. Because if we follow the seasons, then we're going to cover like everything that's possible to cover. <laughs> year, you, you know, 12 two-hour healings. You should be rocking and rolling by the end. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, and I, too, I am starting a live coaching program for you to meet with me once a week. Um, we're doing them in three-month chunks. So, so proud so of you. So proud of you. you. Nice job. I just realized people just need the help. And um, 
I was fortunate enough to uh, coach uh, 444 people about a month ago online and it went extremely well. So I decided to increase that offering to people. And so you just have to go to juliemurphy.com, sign up for our newsletter list and you'll know we're gonna do it in three month cycles. So we're gonna start here up in March, um, but every three months we're gonna start another um, three month window. So um, again, don't forget to hit the subscribe, like and notification bell because we are here to help you get to a life that you absolutely love. And it's time, it's time for us all to step into our power. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.